When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Blakey's Boot Room podcast here from Wales Online. We're here, three of us, four of us in fact, to discuss the Preston defeat and how Cardiff City can react to their first defeat of the season. I'm Dominic Booth in the studio with Nathan Blake. Evening. Paula Bandonato. Hello. And Chris Watham. Right. Welcome to you all. So let's get straight into it, boys. Tasting defeat for the first time of the season with Cardiff City. And in quite a limp manner at that. Nathan, did you expect this bump to come in the road at some point? I think you expect them to lose a game at some point, yeah. Um, I don't think many people, the way they've started, would have thought it would have come at Preston. Um, and, you know, come off the back of an international break where I think we discussed uh, we got two ago where Cardiff didn't have many international players. So it would have been great time for them to rest up, you know, any knocks, bruises, sort, work on stuff with the squad. And, um, you know, you would have thought they'd gone into the Preston game, you know, all guns blazing. But uh, from the reports I've read, um, they seem to be very lethargic in their approach, shall we say. And uh, I don't know, it's maybe it's had the adverse effect. I mean, sometimes you don't want the international break to come, you just want to keep that ball rolling. Um, so they've had, what, you know, 10 days. 10 days break and uh, well, I must not forget the Fulham game obviously a few days earlier where, where they seem to be you know fairly lively and, and get yeah, a decent result yeah I know but you know that, that's like I say coming off basically uh, coming off the back of an international break so you're not expecting what it is I read Neil Warnock's report saying that he should have changed it um, because 8 or 9 players weren't at it now you know I wouldn't have thought that was down to tiredness. I'm, I'd be surprised if it's down to tiredness. I would have said it's probably, you know, complacency more than anything else. And, you know, it's probably just what they need. It's just what they need because they're probably thinking, going to the likes of Preston, um, after getting a point at Fulham and possibly could have winning, won the game. They're probably thinking, you know, it'll be quite an easy game. But... Uh, Oh, hey, oh, there's there are no easy games, and there are no easy games. They say oh, there's no easy games in the Premier League. There's no easy games in not at all in, the in, 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 in British football, really. You know, uh, some of the Scottish results, obviously, but I would say it, um, it was a it was a, it was it's never good to lose, but it was a good one to lose, and just you know maybe a good time you back to reevaluate down to earth a bit. Yeah, 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 definitely. Chris, you were at Deepdale uh, on Tuesday night for us. Nathan said complacency rather than fatigue. Is that what you saw? It's hard to put your finger on it, really, because everything you associated with what Cardiff have done so far wasn't there. Mm. 
the thing that surprised me most is that Preston got really got in Carter's faces mm. and Carter just didn't respond, didn't mm. know almost didn't know how to respond. Yeah, the bullier got bullied. Yeah. Basically so at half time I remember turning around to your Mitchell Moore colleague and saying, You watch first ten minutes of the second half and they're gonna go right up and there's gonna be a few backsides kicked up into the air. And it never happened. Mm. It was really surprising and so it did. What I did wonder whether there was a bit of fatigue in there because they couldn't get close enough to it to kick them. Mm. I'm not saying that Cardiff, you know, that's the way they were going to resort to, but they they were pushed off their stride. Mm. They were not intimidated. They just they yeah, were put yeah. under the kind of pressure that they didn't react to, and probably because they weren't snappy enough. They well, I looked at the if you look at the Fulham game, if you look at the percentages, it, it wasn't like Cardiff had the runaround. No, you know, so. I'm saying it's so close to having such a long break and like if you had six or seven players who were off on international duty I would probably say okay yeah fatigue would have played a part but you know only one or two wasn't it Gunnison uh, well yeah that's why I find it strange but that's what yeah, you look from the outside it, the way they play yeah that's why I look and say I think it was, I'm looking at more complacency than fatigue yeah said, this early in the season it's hard to get fatigued anyway if you just if there was an international break Mm. You know, it's had that fatigue usually as continual tiredness that usually kicks in around about February, March, where you 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 are really grinding. So I was I was surprised uh, reading the reports, like Chris said, that they basically got bullied. Yeah, it was, and I think Neil Warnock was surprised that his team got bullied. It was it was strange. There was almost a little smile on Warnock's face, as if he knew this was coming, and you never know. Sometimes it's probably better to lose three nil mm. than to lose one nil and have people if there are if complacency is set in with one or two for them to think oh well you know we're a bit unlucky there on another mm. day it might have fell for mm. us you lose three nil you're a bit bombed. embarrassed yeah they got bombed what struck me yeah. as well was that the goals were poor goals to concede all three of them yeah. really Paul you you and I were chatting in the office before about about the defence and the goalkeeper being caught out for those goals. Is that an, an ongoing issue to be concerned with? Yeah, I remember we've had this conversation on the boot room about Cardiff's new signings. I remember saying a while back that at the very least the jury's out for me on Neil Lethbridge. Rightly or wrongly, fairly or unfairly, I now judge Cardiff City goalkeepers on the quality of David Marshall. That probably is unfair, but he has sent a, set a benchmark and a barometer of excellence. A promotion winning goalkeeper, of but course, which almost, is what we're after. You almost want... Cardiff goalkeepers to measure up to that. I thought, I thought Etheridge was badly at fault with the goals. To be honest, yeah, I'm not saying that he's to blame because clearly the defence in front, you know, they had 17 shots on goal, Preston. So that yeah. shows the defence is not doing its job. Yeah. The people in front of the defence are not doing their job. As Chris said, they're not getting close enough to the Preston players. But you know, for the second goal, he's beaten at his near post. The third goal is a howler. He kicks it to one of their players. And then he does a David Seaman naive type thing, trying to stop it. The wrist doesn't seem strong enough to me. It's a it's a bad goal to concede. Long distance as well, um, yeah. But I think what what alarms me is the is the manner of the defeat. It ties in with the result, but that more than the result, you know, promotions are won by going away and winning one nil up north on a cold, rainy, horrible night on a Tuesday night. It's that old cliche, um, isn't it? You've got to be able to do it. It, it is, and and you know to to capitulate the way Cardiff did is worrying. I have to say that I'm not being wise in hindsight. When I looked at Wales, I looked at our excellent Wales Online blog, 
and the first thing I looked at was the team news. I was genuinely shocked that it yeah, picked an unchanged CEO. I'm saying nothing in the benefit of hindsight because I remember speaking to Blakey about this in private a week or so ago, and we were talking about the September sequence, Nath. I said, oh, cracky, the games are coming thick and fast. And you said to me, look, he'll stick with the team at Fulham, but he's got the squad now. He'll make changes at Preston. They might go there and win. Then it'll change again. There were no changes. And that, that surprised me. It really did because he has the ability to change that. I Why thought, no changes, though? I well, think he acknowledged it, though. He has acknowledged the fact that he, he thinks he, sh- he knew he should have changed but stuck with the same team. But I think it's the perfect example of this cliche about you never change a winning team. It's not a correct cliche. Mm. That team should have been changed and it definitely now, the excuse has gone, it definitely will be changed for the Sheffield Wednesday game this weekend. I know who I'd like to see come into the side. I'd like to see Jazz Richards come in at right back for Peltier. I'd like to see Bruno Manga in defence. And I would actually like to see Bryson and Tomlin both start. I know you've got a bit of a loving with Joe Riles, Don, <laughs> right? I've said He's been excellent I, this season. He's I've said excellent. that Joe Riles always starts the season superbly. In my opinion, he blows out, right? He can't sustain those levels. That's my personal view. I'd like to see Bryson and Tomlin come into that side. And, and Riles and Demore drop out, maybe. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for Demore, but clearly a Tuesday night away at Preston didn't work for Demore. I think he's so. faded. But back on, on the issue of fatigue, Blakey mentioned maybe it wasn't fatigue, but then do you need to make the changes for a different reason? Do you need to you know keep the squad on their toes, keep people fresh, keep people keep people's minds fresh more than anything else? In September? The season only started in August. But you've you got know, people waiting for, in the wings hungry for... You're going for yeah, opportunities. I, I, I know, but I, I wouldn't say fatigue is a reason to change in September. Having played the game, it's it, it would be more just to keep people on their toes. Um, but when you're winning games, and that's what you've got to remember, Cardiff had lost at this point in the league. It it, it is difficult to say someone to say to someone, ah, oh, wow, it's Chris, Wavin, you're playing fantastically well, but you're not playing this weekend. Because players, regardless of what a manager say, want to play. It's what you train all week to do is play. You know, Saturday, Tuesday, whatever it be. So it's difficult to say to someone who's playing well and off the back of a, a team that hasn't been beaten yet, oh, you're not playing. However, he has changed it prior to that. So I think all, I the, best, all I would, the best teams change and rotate, though, don't they? Uh, it depends if you can afford it. You know, the, you know, some managers believe in you know, if you're, say, a, a, a Tony Pulis, you believe in trying to stick to the same 11, you use very few players. If you're an Arsene Wenger, you might use, you know, a squad of, a full squad of 20, 22 players. It, I mean, it, it, it all depends. I mean, Cardiff are in a position where they've got the ability to change. And let's remember, you know, back last year, we would have been saying, oh, well, we ain't got no strength in depth. We need more strength in depth. We need the ability to be able to change the team uh, now we've got that ability okay the managers acknowledged one game let's not forget one loss so far this season or apart from the cup game that he was he was clearly in a dilemma somewhere in his own head from what I read and if you know hindsight's wonderful if he had the time again he would go with the instinct that said change the team but he went the other way this time. I doubt now for the rest of the season 
he'll go against that when he, he thinks right I feel we need to change he will just do it Chris you and I were at Craven Cottage mm-hmm. on Saturday and there were signs in that game weren't there that things needed a, a shake up yeah it, very different games I mean I think that's where the frustration of Preston comes from if they'd lost to Fulham if they hadn't managed to claw one back or Fulham got another what have you he would have said you know what Fulham are a good side Mm-hmm. good side and a different type of side to face and you know, you're know you not always going to come up with the answers especially away from home Preston were decent and got some got some you know good good talents there you know I thought Brown in midfield was, was good uh, and Harrop from United looks a, looks a real player but you still came off that going Preston haven't won that because they were absolutely brilliant better, yeah, yeah. a better team because they've Cardiff won that because poor. Cardiff were Mm. And you know that's what Warnock was saying afterwards. You know, mm. wait till they come to our place because mm. he knew it as well. And like, as I mentioned, there's a little smile on his face. And as you know, as you mentioned, Nath, is that he knew deep down mm. he got it wrong. Mm. And it was almost like a smile of going, yeah, yeah, I, I know. Have yeah, you sometimes know exactly got to get it wrong, wrong to then get it right? Yeah, and it was almost a smile. Like I say, is that right? Now I can make changes. Now mm. I can tell you, all right, you've had your chance. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of those may well be Zahor which I know is like sacrilege, you know, turning down, you know, mega money deals. But I don't... Smart too, Chris, don't jump the gun. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry, but I'd argue in, 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 in two games he hasn't really done the... run his backside off, mm. which is what made him stand out, first of all, what put him in the positions to be as good as he was. Mm. Perhaps he does need Danny Wall to come in and have a game and go, right, OK, this guy scored against Fulham, he deserves his start... You know what you have to do, and look, two new signings as well. Absolutely, that's all part of the management. That's what Warnock is. You know, man managing management is one of his you know, main strengths. So this is what he has to get right. If you look at his sides and his, his history, and especially his promotion winning sides, he is using an awful lot of players. Mm. He's u- he is use a, a big number of players. He's got a core. You know, he's got a key core. But he has been able to chop and change and adapt and stuff like that. So there was almost, like I said, there was almost that smile of going, right, that's actually might do us a, do us a world of good. And, you know, as he said, Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, being a blade, he's, uh, he's not going to want any uh, extra motivation, is he? But I think he's got some. They're going to... I, I think you'll see a response very quickly. I think you'll see changes, but I also think you'll see Cardiff back to being snappy because they, they'll have... They'll have had this sort of nice talking to last night, just going, yeah, all right, I got it wrong. I think uh, in training... And that will show that it's not fatigue. Quite possibly. Well, from a, from a player's point of view now, Blakey, they go back to training with a game on Saturday. What's what's the mindset there? Are they, are they thinking, we got to put this right on Saturday straight away, or do they need the manager to, to tell no, them? If I was if it was me, I'd, I'd be just saying, like, OK, you know, you are allowed to have, not allowed, but you know you are going to have a game where sometimes things just don't happen. You know, you can't understand why your energy levels aren't as good or you can't understand why you're not as a unit playing as well as you did, say, Saturday. You know, it, you know, if you play the same team five times, you get five different results. That is football at the end of the day. So, you know, the managers who were more successful worked that out very quickly and I would have thought... As Chris said, you'll see a change on Saturday against Wednesday, a few changes, but you'll probably see a change in the attitude and the approach to the game. I, I do. I would. I would have said they've gone up to Preston, and you know it's easy 
to say, oh, you know, we don't even talk about or think about promotion or this and that. But you do think about how well you're doing, the fact that you've not lost, you sat on top of the league, you know, everyone's talking about you, Cardiff's record ain't lost yet, bloody bloody So you, 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 you've just got into that frame of mind, I feel, a bit too early of, you know, we'll, we'll run over. And it, and it was because, I would say, if they were going to, if they were going to lead, say, I think you would have seen a totally different attitude to they were going to Preston. Okay, Preston are up there near the top, but I think there was a. It didn't have the feel of an almost a like a bit game, of a snobbery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, look, I admit I was going up there and I wasn't particularly looking forward to the game apart from the M6s always a nightmare and yeah, so yeah, yeah. It just didn't have that buzz about it. it didn't have the Not buzz like about Wolves, playing Fulham. Oh, Villa. Wolves, yeah, Villa. yeah, yeah. And, and that's a, and that's why I say. I, I'm convinced it's more complacency than anything And it's else. always interesting, isn't it? and you know better than anyone, Nath, certainly on this table, is that you can't turn it on and off in a game. No. John Toshak used to have the phrase, it's not a tap. Yeah. And once you're on that back foot, and once yeah. you sort of seeded a little bit of that initiative to your opposition, it's mm. very difficult as a unit to switch back on and yeah. get back on the yeah. front foot. And they couldn't if you're three goals up, you can switch down Yeah. and cruise a little. It's very difficult to do at the start of the game. You know, you know you can... Nine times out of ten, if they get a goal, you can switch back up because there's not the pressure. But like Chris says, to go into the game, switched off, and thinking, ah, you know, we'll just go through the motions and then we'll probably nick one and then we'll just, you know, it, it's uh, it's very rarely that happens. It people, doesn't happen in the championship, does it? it? No. Not no. in the in the competitive world of the, of the second tier. Um, Brilliant stuff, boys. Um, on to part two, we're going to be answering the question, how do you manage this Cardiff City squad? Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Right, lads, I want to just chat about the depth that Cardiff have now and an issue we touched on before in The Boot Room. Obviously, the two new signings now, Craig Bryson and Liam Feeney, who've made substitute appearances so far. How does Warnock fit all these pieces together? You've got people like Lee Tomlin, who is still waiting to to start a game, having started the first two. You've got people like Danny Ward, still hasn't started. And you, you've got other people coming back from injury, like Camp and Hadeem Harris and Callum Patterson. Um, Paul, how does he fit all this together? Well, you can only pick 11 of them. Um, just stink with the obvious but you can we, we have to remember that time sort of has sort of dissipated this a little bit but Lee Tomlin was heralded as the big summer capture yeah. you know, he, there was delight amongst the fans who saw him as the creative force that wasn't there before there were analogies made rightly or wrongly with Warnock's QPR team and how he managed Adel Tarapt in that side um, Tomlin was going to be the creative kingpin that Cardiff had been missing in that sort of role for some time, and he's barely featured. He's been missing for about um, a month, hasn't he? You know, he when, it, when he did play against Sheffield United, wasn't it? Um, I thought he played well, to be honest with you, before he was substituted. Um, I suppose the question is, can him, can Tomlin and Bryson play in the same team? Mm. I think only time will tell on that. I mean, Warnock describes Bryson as a 
attack-minded midfielder, yeah. which would put him and Tomlin in sort of a similar type of bracket. So and can they? more to a degree. Can they? There's a question mark around mm-hmm. that. Um, Gunnarsson and Ralph appear to play every game. Yeah, Gunnarsson will play every game. Whether Riles plays every game as the season wears on, time will tell. <laughs> you love Riles. We're coming back to this <laughs> Joe Riles point. Listen, I, would, I, would, I know he... he I, I think you overrate him. Yeah. I think he's a good player, but yeah. I don't think he gives you... He doesn't, he no doesn't control games that. in the midfield, does he? He's not, a, he's not, no. he's not someone who, who you think like... Um, what's the lad at Huddersfield? Moy, Moy, you, you you wouldn't have him as a like a, a person who controls the midfield game. Uh, he is he young. No, I don't. He's not no, got he that ability. Mate. That, that's not, not his game. game. His game no. is legs, box yeah. to box energy, yeah. which I'm told is Bryson's game. So you know why can't Bryson do that from that slightly deeper role? Mm. But look, I I really I know he, he loves Lee Peltier. Um, I really think Jazz Richards is just as good as Peltier defensively, but offers more offensively. So I'd, I'd like to see that change. Clearly, when he's fit, Lee Camp will be the number one goal choice goalkeeper when he comes back to fitness. Um, I still think ignoring Man- Manga, a defender of Manga's quality, is a mistake. But look, I, I see the argument for the Bamba Morrison partnership he prefers. I totally understand that. I get that. Um, further forward, I won't change any of them to be honest with you. Um, I think Mendes, Lang and Hoylet have done enough so far to earn a run, further run in the team. Is that manga debate the, the biggest one, really? No, I don't think so. Do you know what? I think it's probably going to be the debate Chris raised about Zahora. Um, because, you know, I certainly wouldn't change Zahora. Nobody's taught Zahora more than me, as you well know, on this <laughs> show. But if he hasn't put the shift in that Chris suggested a moment ago... Maybe that complacency Blakey talk about has seeped in a little bit. And it would be more understandable if it seeped in with Zahora than any other player, given all the speculation surrounding his future, given the bids that they did turn down, which were huge money bids, record bids for Cardiff City. Um, I find that hard to believe, given the performances Zahora gave, for example, at Wolves, which I think on the morning of, of that game at Molyneux, there was talk of Brighton having had a bid accepted. I think the Telegraph ran a, a, a tweet saying that and Zahora played they, magnificently they, they did and I still think yeah it, it was it was a frenetic day that was um, because the club quickly wanted to distance themselves say this is not the case you know we're not talking about a red top paper here we're talking about a paper like the Telegraph or, you know we're supposed to have a reputable reputation but it's quite categorical the bid had been accepted the deal was done and, and that wasn't the case at all obviously um, time has gone on to prove Um I would stick with Zahora. I think it's only a matter of time before it clicks with Zahora. You know, he hasn't suddenly not become one of the top centre forwards in the championship. And I think that he will get a lucky deflection. We saw this with Harry Kane. That's a daft analogy to make. But Harry Kane had about 30 shots in the month of August. They were blinding saves by the goalie. It was hitting the post. It was cleared off the line. Zahora was, at this level, Zahora was having similar ill luck, if you like. Yeah. Next, next, first game in September, Kane tries a cross and it goes into the back of the net. I think Zahora just needs a stroke of luck mm. where the ball goes in off somebody's backside and I'm convinced then the goals will begin to flow for him. Chris, you're wrong. I'm not, I'm not <coughs> writing him off by any means. You know what I mean? I, and there was a couple of instances at Fulham. He was unlucky not to get away, wasn't it? It was a, one lovely move. 
he turned an average pass from, after a good run from Enders Lang and had a great opportunity and it was a fantastic tackle by Paul Huntington. Um, it's just, I thought I think he can do a little bit more. And I think the beauty of the squad is now at the moment is that if you can make a change, even if it's for one game, why not? And I, I, think, th- I don't think that means that's the end as a whole. I think Cardiff's strength this season will be using their depth. We'll be, we'll be able to go, right, you've got 90 minutes in your legs today. Go on, have a go. I think, I think the point I'm making is that um, Dom mentioned, is Manga the big debate? I don't think it is. I think it is because I'm hearing some fans saying, look, it's time to give Ward a go now as well. So I think that is becoming a, look, should Ward come in for the Sheffield game? My personal view is no. You stick with Zahora. That's a Sky resident, uh, I former Cardiff City striker. Before you, I don't, think it, I don't think it's a decision of winner loses a game. I don't think it's... it's no, I, I, I agree. I think I, it's I like... I'm, I'm a bit... I'm a bit Perplexed, really. You no, know, you lose a game, and then we're then talking about like. No, but I would have dropped sweeping changes. I would have put Ward in at Preston, for example. Just, yeah. I just, it'd just be interesting mm. to, to see that this, you know, give Ward this this go. Not because oh, Zahora has played particularly poorly. Mm. Not because Ward is the second coming of John Charles. Mm. It's just because right, you've got the depth. Let's use it a little bit. What's, the, what's tickled you? Second coming of George. But you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a key decision. It's just that these are these are the kind of options, almost luxuries yeah. that Warnock's got. And that's 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 it. It's a positive. Hmm. I mean, from a player's perspective, you got to understand that, like Paul said, you can only pick eleven players. Each player you want, if you're the manager, each position you want another player to be be able to put pressure on the person that you consider or you deem to be your first choice so in training that's why I say a a lot is decided or everything's decided on training training it's very rarely you'll train poorly for a week or for four days and then start on a Saturday some people are known to be poor trainers there's a difference but if you're fatigued or you're struggling or you've got maybe problems at home or what have you the chances are the manager will pull you out especially if he's got the ability in the squad to be able to say right I'll pull him out and I'll put somebody else in I the problem comes I don't think they have someone of Zahor's pace power strength and goal scoring ability down the middle who can then because let's, let's remember they play with a two wide and a one down the middle mm. sometimes a Tom Lynn will play as a number 10 but often it's Lang and Hoylet and Zahor. We haven't got another player who can do the fighting against two centre halves, mm. running the two centre halves, bullying the two centre halves, producing goals for other players, and scoring goals. We haven't got another striker to do that. So, did you play two together? You might do, you might change the system and go with a 4 4 2, which Neil Warnock has got the ability to do. But my point is, you know, I think after, what are we, how many games in? Eight. Seven. Seven games. Seven games in. Five wins, one draw, one loss. It ain't bad, is yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's uh I think it'd be um I'd be I'd be very upset if I was a striker and uh I was Zahora and I found myself on the bench. So. Yeah, I think the point I mean, Zahora's become a bit of a talking point, but I, I agree with Blake here. It's, you know, it's it's a no brainer for me that Zahora plays every game pretty much. Um, Manga on his day is the best defender that they've got but 
he's not in the team at the moment. But I think the real issue will be which midfield trio does Neil Warnock pick? Mm. And I think maybe it could be a bit of an okay, exercise. Okay, let's go around, let's go around the table. No, I've already put Neil McCullers to the mask. Go on. I, I, would, I would go with Gunnison to hold. I'd have Bryson next to him. And I'd have Tomlin just in front for the Sheffield game. That's my preferred choice. I'd like to see how that goes. Chris? I got in at three o'clock in the morning. You're asking me to go through mid You've seen all the games. No, I'd like to see him give 5 3 2 another go. Right, they tried it against Burton. It didn't work with the way because the way Burton played. Burton matched it. That was the problem, yeah. wasn't it? We, you know, if you and, and I, I think so, you have three in the middle with that and two up front. Yeah, I you think go you'd go, you know, and you'd, you'd have Jazz Richards and and Joe Bennett as well because you get a little bit more attacking yeah. imp- uh, emphasis from them. Uh, so and I, well, you got a choice. Then you can either go as a horror award if you wanted to. If you wanted to give that a go, or Zahora with you know, Tomlin, Hoyler even can play off him as well, can't he? You give him, give him a bit more support. He was a little bit isolated, wasn't he? At yeah. Fulham, you saw that, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And then, so what have I got to pick? pick <laughs> well, you've got, in the middle you got three in the middle yeah. now. Gunnison, Gunnison, Rose, Bryson. I think. I yeah. think that if you're going to play that that system, I think you'd need it sort of something a bit. I think I'd, I'd, I'd stick those with the current system and play Tomlin a bit further ahead of where maybe Damore has been. So which are with, your three? I'd play Tomlin, Gunnison, Rouse. I'd play, play Gunnison, Damore, because I don't think we need to hold him midfielders. I think, um, I think it, it, you know, I think we're strong enough and I don't think there's anyone that far ahead of us for us to be playing Riles and Gunnison next to each other holding so I would play Gunnison I would have them more next to him because I know he can play as a holder but he's shown he can play as a as an attack minded midfielder so I would have the more doing the box to box yeah yeah. I would have Gunnison sitting and then you can have your options I would perhaps have Tomlin um, so you wouldn't have Bryson in there I haven't seen enough of Bryson I'll be honest with you I think you know Four weeks ago, I hadn't seen enough of Demore. Hmm. You know, we need to see more of Tomlin as well. Um, don't we? Well, I've seen you, you. You know what Tomlin's about. My my criticism of of well, not criticism. My thing with Tomlin is my only thing with him is he needs to find a way of getting more goals. Yeah, yeah. He is wonderful to watch. He's wonderful around the box. He, if you're looking for goal assists, he's the man. He can pull assists out of the bag. But I want him to be, and it's not a greedy thing. He doesn't need to be more greedy because he does shoot. But what he needs to do is find himself in where he's just finishing one touch. He needs to be coming onto the ball more. I think at the moment his game is very much based on to into my feet. Then I can do my wriggle and sh- mm. shuffle and shake, get rid of people and get a shot off, which sometimes gets blocked or whatever. But I think he needs to be thinking to himself in general play. I don't always have to be involved in the build-up just before the goal attempt. I can sometimes be out of the way and arrive maybe at the back stick or in the middle of the goal or across the near post and thinking more like a striker rather than an attacking midfielder. So I would probably I would probably have those three, yeah. It's interesting that Chris has maybe Tomlin playing as a two and some of us have Tomlin in the midfield three. So it really 
his contribution in terms of goals is probably determined by what position he plays in the in the side. Well, I don't think he can play yeah, as a midfielder. I would say he is a number ten or an, or a like a false nine, a type. two strike. Well, he's either up with a striker mm. or he is a number ten. He's he's not a midfielder. I wouldn't play him in midfield. Play him either ahead of the midfield or up as in a two. That's what Zahor might be. Well, you might find him. He may be a little lethargic at the moment because I can tell you it becomes physically when they know that you're you can physically battle with a centre half. You know because you can run them as well. Mm. So what the manager's saying is, okay, don't just physically dominate them, which takes so much at the gas tank. Is I expect you to outrun both of them yeah. and score goals really and win the aerial battles. Yeah, and hold up the ball for me. You, you, it is an all-round. What I'm saying is, you do all those things, great, but it is physically demanding. So you, at times, I would say different games, I would want to play it with a two, or I would want to play with a number ten in the army. And, and that's you know, you say different games, isn't it? It's different approaches. Absolutely. Right. And this is you know, perhaps I don't don't know, don't think we're particularly guilty of it, but someone gets taken out of the side and they're dropped. And they're yeah, they're not necessarily they're dropped. Off. And and if Cardiff are going to be successful this year, it yeah. can't be that way. There'll be yeah. one or two occasions where Warnock has, you know, definitely hooked someone. That, yeah. that's it. But I think in the main, and this is the way it has to be, is that the side is rotated. It's using the freshness. There's no good, right, having the same 11, 12, 13 maybe for a big period until they are properly fatigued and they're yeah. properly tired and then you so go, defeats the object. got to bring someone else in well you'll have to bring four or five in yeah you bring them in in and out in you and out depending on the game yeah. depending who's sharp in yeah. training so they're all getting a similar amount of games you, so you never get them. to that point you might make your substitutes two or three of them at 65 minutes which, or 60 which minutes is done to be instead fair. of 75, 80 mm. minutes. Which are exactly the changes we were anticipating for Preston. Mm. That didn't well, happen. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, which is. I think Neil might have been. I think Neil yeah. might have been guilty of thinking, not listen. He, he's a wily old fox. He's not going to think any game is easy. But he might have been thinking, off the back of the run, off the back of Fulham going there, you know, Preston won't have enough for us. We'll I, go up there and we'll we'll bully them, and even if we get a nil nil again, that's a great result. So, you know, we're not conceding goals. My team's done well for me at Fulham. They've done marvellous before. I tell you what, I can I can understand the dilemma of I'm not going to change the tar- team, oh, but I need to change the team maybe. And he said he watched them in training the day they left and they looked a bit lethargic and what have you. So I think given the time again, like I said, hindsight's wonderful, but he would have, uh, he'd make two or three changes at least, I think. It's easy sitting here in uh, in the day after the game and talking in hindsight. Easy job, isn't it? It is, it is. But uh, you, I mean, your you, your question was how do you fit all those players in? And I'd say what it is is in training. I'm playing against Chris or I'm playing against Paul, and three of us are, are vying for you know the central midfield position. If for the last three weeks Chris has been playing, and I've been tearing him up in training when I've been on the opposite team to him Neil is going to say right in you go because I trust you you're you're actually running over my main midfielder in training every week and then he's going to expect that in the game but then you, what you'll find is some people will do it in training 
the training ground players and then you get to the game situation and they don't have the same impact so you know that's that's their management that's assessing who I can trust who I know I can rely on and what have you so Must it's be a while difficult my, uh, while my football career never took off then just being a training ground player <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, there's 46 games over the course of the season for all it's these people long, to, long, long to get their opportunities. You know, um, I, I would say, you know, if if he loses two more games, I think Neil Warnock's under pressure for the second. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll go into part three. <laughs> You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. And part three is Ask Blakey. Um, one of the questions I've got from social media from Res Davis is um, we already answered he said to you Nathan if you were in Warnock's shoes mm. what changes would you make for Sheffield Wednesday I think we mainly hit upon I would what probably each of us would go do. with I would probably go with Jazz Richards I might even change the system just to throw something at them but obviously just don't change it they would I'd have to know that we can play the two or three or four different systems like that you know but I would probably go with a bit more at home Attack minded, because Peltier, like I say, I love Peltier because I think he's a he's 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 old school. He's like a defending become is more important than attacking to him, and he's a defender, which I love. There was an incident at press. I'm sorry to talk about you. Where he, mm. I think I think it was Peltier. The ball comes into the keeper and he almost takes out Etheridge mm. just to get make sure that ball doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean, he takes it as a personal insult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like that. Uh, I I love that about him, but at the end of the day. Like you say, it's not a personal thing. I would probably put Jazz in there to give me legs, because that's what I would be looking at now. Is you know, I'd be looking at Sheffield Wednesday. I want a high tempo game. You know, I want to use my pace, my power. I want to get at them all over. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't make sweeping changes, but maybe my fullbacks possibly, and possibly bringing in Tomlin into a number 10 position if I could maybe even maybe even if I didn't I, I, you would go to a um, a 4-4-2 and, and play like I said the more next to Gunnarsson and then play two wingers with a lot of pace and, and, and bring in another striker there was a good article written earlier in the week I think our colleague second mention for Ian Mitchell Moore of the podcast he was writing about how Cardiff's wingers this season Mendes, Lang and Hoylet have, have really kicked on from what the wingers were doing last season mm. and all of a sudden after the Preston defeat I'm seeing people suggest changes in those wide positions for Sheffield Wednesday is that premature? I, they've I, done so well haven't I, they? I, I just don't think we can get in here I don't think we can get caught up in what social media and what you know some fans say because you know, we'll win a game and some fans will say we're going to win the league. We'll lose a game some fans will say, like, you know, change the team. It's, it's rubbish. Not is good there, enough. Is, <laughs> so you have, to, you, have to, you have to look at, you have to use your experience, look over the course of a season, you know, the, the, the progress you're making. Are you accept, who's expecting Cardiff to go through the season unbeaten? Who's expecting Cardiff to go for the first five games and win back-to-back? Anybody can any would any fan say yeah I thought we'd win for five on a spin. Do you look at Preston as a one-off? Are you back to training today, and the boys are buzzing because they know actually we've let ourselves down mm. a bit there, or are they a little fatigued and tired and feeling a bit sorry for themselves? And so you know, it, I always say it's difficult 
because all we see is that 90 minutes yeah yeah but there's so many other things connected to the reason you see a very good 90 minutes so many average or a poor and ultimately perhaps the biggest compliment we can play to what Cardiff have done so far is that if Warnock sends out that same 11 on Saturday you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have a problem with it you would no individually you're allowed to lose you're allowed to lose you are going to lose games (laughs) (laughs) I think Cardiff all of a sudden there's some fans who've got so blinded by the five wins that you think right Oh, we've lost one, right? That's a disc- right. Change it, and let's you know, let's get back to winning, and let's go and win another fifteen games. And <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. So you have to look at it. You know, <laughs> you have to look at it subjectively. You have to say, right? You know, I think can this change? Can that doesn't emerge? You know, uh, another defeat yeah, but you now. can talk yourself into that, right? You know, Neil Warnock's not that type of manager. He's like I've said before. You are going to get bumps in the road. You're not going to go and get. You know, Cardiff losing 3 0, 4 0, 3 1, 5 1. That's not going to happen, I don't think, because of the manager's experience. But you are going to lose games. How you lose them, going to Preston and losing in the fashion we did, obviously, is disappointing. But are there reasons behind that? Of course. But it's funny enough, it, it's almost a year to the day that Cardiff lost up there under Paul Trollope. Mm. Same scoreline. Mm. Same sort of margin in performance levels. Yeah, different mood. Completely different mood because mm. you know from you could see it. And one side was a, a team that weren't sure what they were doing. Sort of confused instructions. Uh, couldn't see where they, they'd go from there. Players sort of, you know, actually wanting to do more but mm. almost unable to. Yeah. And the other one was a team having a bad day. Hundred mm. percent of it. Mm. Right, they might. It, it might not be five win blocks for mm. the rest of the season. It might be a, still be a battle mm. to get into the top six, as Warner has, has told anyone who listens. He's anticipating, yeah. But it's not a case of a side you go in. I'm, I'm not sure what they do now. That is the difference, you know. Same scoreline, same venue, same mm. discussions if, about changing. If, if, very different. If any team, Premier League. La Liga, Bundesliga, whether it's Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Madrid, they go five games and win, bang, 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 five games, they'd be delighted. If they lost the sixth game, there would be no panic. What you would analyse is the performance level and say, was that was that lethargic? Was it a bit lazy? Was it a bit, you know, contemptuous? Did you think we were just strolling the town and slap Preston and you know we're better than I, I don't know that's where man management comes in understanding your players do you know what I mean but I don't think anyone should you know be thinking oh, we've got to change like Chris says if this, if the same 11 went out and started on Saturday often that I, that would tell me that Neil Warnock saying to you you owe me yeah mm. You point. owe yourselves. It's a good point. Yeah? So I'm going to give you another opportunity to show me... Go and give a better performance. ...yourselves and the fans that that was just a blip then. Mm. It wasn't us. Yeah. Even if you go out and lose 2-0 against Sheffield Wednesday, if your performance level is where people walking away going, how did we lose that? Mm. How did we lose that? Then you say, right, okay, 
we're back. We're not back to winning ways, but we're back to performing how we know they can perform. So, not to worry too much. If you're going to lose a game as well, Tuesday night away to Preston, rather than at home in front of 25,000, that's, that's, that's not a bad one to lose. <laughs> then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. Right, boys, we're going to do um, preview and predictions. And looking back at last week's predictions, I'm tallying myself a point on the board for saying 1-1 against Fulham. We didn't get a chance to do Preston. No one likes a smart guy. <laughs> hey, Chris, I haven't got, what, what, what I haven't got a point so far, what mate. The predictions? Fulham. I think you said 1-0, Cardiff. No, Blakey said a draw as well. Yeah, I did say a draw. What did you say? I said, I said a Cardiff win. You said a Cardiff win. 2-1. But I would have, I would have predicted a three 0 loss to Preston if I was given. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll wipe the slate clean on Preston because uh, no one, no one saw that one coming. But what are we thinking about Sheffield Wednesday, um, lads? Are we thinking? It's the again, ideal game to have. Big club, big expectations this season. Come, coming down won. with greater expectations of being in the promotion than Cardiff ever were this season. So, as well as you've started, Cardiff, you are looking upwards then, if you like. You're looking at this team as these are going to be one of the people who are going to be challenging us if we can stick at this and carry this through the season. This team is going to be one of the teams that's going to be challenging us. On our own turf, we have to take three points is it if we want to maintain a top six position. Is it ideal for Warnock, this one, against a, a big spending team? Nothing he loves more than... Proving that you don't have to spend big money well, in the championship. He, he really doesn't like Wednesday, does he? So he's, a, he's, a, he's a blaze. <laughs> yeah. He's a blazeman. All, all blazeman. Don't well, I, like I don't think it's just that that he doesn't was, like yeah, Wednesday. There was a great comment about Wednesday last year when they uh, they did lose, didn't they, up at Hillsborough? One 0 wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, he was asked his opinion, and uh, Sheffield had just got promotion on Wednesday. were going to the playoffs, and he said, "Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Sheffield derby next season." Mm. You know, and with a big grin on his face, he'd, he'd love it, yeah. right? Um, I think, I think he'd, he'd love it also because they're one of those sides that you had to grin and bear it last year when they lost, mm. and say I haven't got mm. the personnel. Funny enough, mm. I've, I haven't had this discussion. I haven't got the personnel to change it. Mm. And sorry, Chris. Similar how he's already saying, I can't wait to play Preston back at home. They yeah. gave yeah. a stick up here today. Yeah, you know that's in him. He, he's he's got that, you know, vindictiveness almost. Like I want to get you back. You beat me. I take it personal. I want to get you back. So, being against your because it is your arch enemy. If you're if you're a blade supporter, <laughs> that's your enemy. Is that so, significant that he says at home as well? He wants to take these teams back to Cardiff City Stadium. Wants a big atmosphere. Wants a big performance. Well, you don't lose on your own turf. That's you know. But he he, he wants to make that a fortress. Obviously, absolutely. Cardiff won all the home games so far. Absolutely. Paul, are you seeing another one here? Um, they. Wednesday are a good side, mind. Well, they've they've almost in the in the space of a week. I mean, this is the opposite of card. If you've obviously drawn up, taken one point out of six, they they were languishing near the bottom Wednesday, and they've suddenly soared up to sixth place on the back of back-to-back wins over Forest and Brentford. So that's more the quality that we know is with Carlos Carvajal's yeah. side. They're too they, good they, to they, struggle. They are they are a very 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 good footballing side. Um, but I think at home. Big game, second v sixth. Big game, big crowd, great atmosphere. 
Warnock will really have this team fired up for this one. They they won't fail. They, they dare not fail on their own patch after what happened um, up at Deepdale. So 1-1, one, one, veering 2-1 towards Cardiff with it finally to click for Zahora this weekend. Nice positive start, Paul. Chris, you you above all have seen the low of Preston and, and you're, you're probably expecting a peak here like we said with that Warnock reaction yeah 5-0 Wednesday Warnock quits uh, Cardiff <laughs> tumbled out yeah it's all a disaster that's no. two we've had that same <laughs> podcast Warnock yeah. um, I've been a little bit disappointed by Wednesday yeah. and and have done I, I know it sounds daft because they got into the top six again last year mm. but I thought they were better side the previous year mm. and I, I still think they're, they're not quite balanced they got a lot of, a lot of front players haven't yeah they? Um, so I, I, I think Warnock will get it right this weekend. I think in, in Blackie and, and, and Jepson will be hammering the sort of team mm. drawing boards now. Mm. I think I think players will have. I don't think they needed telling from Warnock last night. And there was a, there was a moment. There was a, know, some people say should say they do this anyway. There were three hundred and thirty fans at Deepdale. Took hours to get there. Hammering down Gunnison. I think it was. Peltier, forgive me if I'm wrong, and Etheridge, you know, we're giving sh- taking the shirts off and throwing to the crowd. All right, that's a good gesture for people travelling a long way, but it was also for me saying, yeah, you need something from this because we didn't give it to you. Mm. We didn't give it to you on the pitch. Mm. They know. They didn't need a hairdryer. Mm. I think they know. I think we'll see a response, to be perfectly honest, whatever side he puts out mm. for all our talk. So you might as well ignore. <laughs> you might as well ignore the last 45 minutes. <laughs> I'll, I'll just cut all that out. Yeah, so exactly. Straight to this. Uh, two one Cardiff win. Nathan? I would probably go along the lines of both Paul and Chris, yeah, I think Cardiff will shade it. I think Wednesday I expect to see some good football from them. Um, but I think Cardiff at home are slowly but surely turning it into what it needs to be, and that is a fortress. Um, and I don't think Sheffield Wednesday, I thought Chris made a great point, I don't think they are as balanced as what they could be. I don't think at the back they're as strong as they are going forward. So, uh, setting aside last night, I think that was one one of Cardiff's strengths is that they had you know good, big, strong defenders, uh, good, strong midfield, very quick, talented, wide players, and, and and good up front. You had trickery, or you had pace, or you had power, whatever you decided to go with so I would I'm going to go with Cardiff being there at home being that you know they need a they don't need a result but they'll want a result that is nice time for amazing. Them, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Cardiff with uh, a 3-1 win I think it'll be tight for a lot of the game but I think last 10 minutes I'd expect Cardiff to 15 minutes to, to nick a couple of goals and um, yeah, yeah. get over the line no I, I and and you always sorry you always have to remember how strong Cardiff are at set pieces that is you know if you've got a good team that's you know last year we the last three years I think we've just been a set piece team really relied so much on our set pieces this which year, is why we're so good at it new dimension to the player this goal. year you add the all the other things you've added to it plus you're strong in set pieces you know, there are things that can that can get you up to the bag. You can nick, you know, a two one late on with a header. Um, 
Yeah, I've got to say, I agree with Paul. We'll, we'll see a resurgence of Azora back on the score sheet as well. But, um, yeah, I've got, I've got a funny feeling there might be another draw, actually. But I think it'll be you, tight, like you say, Nathan. Do you, do you, do you remember, with Zohora, sorry, just going to Zohora, remember I said at the start of the season, if he becomes that striker that almost guarantees you 25-plus goals... Yeah, he's a thirty, forty million pound player. He becomes, yeah. But I've never. I always think he is a, at best, fifteen to twenty goal. Someone that brings other people into play. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think he because he, he doesn't just do score this. goals. He provides a lot of goals. He gives a lot of assists. So, and I know I watch him play, and I think, you know, it's so difficult to do all the things that you do, and be. The fox in the box as well, who, who poaches 15, 20, 25 goals a season. It's not impossible, to be honest with you. You know, so many of his goals are running from the halfway line or cutting him from wide or running over the top and bullying somebody. And you know, if you've got a fox in the box, they don't they don't get the they are waiting, you know, for Zahor and the other boys to put that ball in the area so they can go and get it. So I think I think he'll be fifteen a very good season would be 18, 20 goals, 21 goals. But I think he's more a 15 to 20 goal man. And we certainly like to see him score this weekend. Yeah, and, fingers crossed. And, and get another good result. Right, thanks. Uh, any other business before we before we pack in, chaps? Roll up, roll up. Any other business? No, we'll knock it on the head there. Thanks very much to all three of you for um, your contributions this week. Um, always interesting to discuss a, a defeat, not just five straight victories. Um, we'll be back with another Blakey's Boot Room podcast same time next week. Uh, in the meantime, follow all the latest Cardiff City news on Wales Online. And of course, you can listen to this podcast on the website or subscribe on iTunes. Uh, thanks very much. Um, same time next week. Bye.